Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be here today. I pray that everybody who is visiting or is here all the time, that everybody is doing well and are blessed. Praise the Lord. I think of the words of Peter, James, and John at the Transfiguration where they said, Lord, it is good for us to be here. And I love those words because I think, isn't it not the same words that we say, Lord, it is good for us to be here. And so the outflow of that is let, let us do something for you, right? Let us make for the and Moses and Elijah, three tabernacles. So praise the Lord. Today, I want to talk about the high places. And in connection with Asa. But before I do, I want to give honor to the Lord. Because apart from him, we not only can do nothing. We are nothing. And so therefore, Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you. And Lord, I, I offer up myself to you, Lord, as an offering, a vessel, Lord, made for you, the master's use. Lord, I look to you today and I ask that you would make this message, Lord, like living waters for people to drink. Lord, to speak into the ears of those, Lord, that have ears to hear what you're saying. Lord, I ask that you sanctify this message to your own self and that you would sanctify me and my mouth. Lord, I pray, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, in Jesus' name. Well, I came across this verse, and I've come across this verse often, and maybe some of you are familiar with it. Um, it's 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 18, speaking about Asa, verse 17. It says, but the high places were not taken away out of Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. And we know, uh, I'm not going to get into Asa's background and uh, the things about him, but I want to talk about high places. And I want to talk, um, first of all, I want to read a little bit from Second Chronicles to a certain point. I'm going to skip a part and get down because I think it's important for us to hear what the word of the Lord says about Asa and the high places that he didn't take down, though his heart was perfect with the Lord. Starting at verse 1, it says, And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you, while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long season, Israel had been without the true God. 
and without a teaching priest and without law. But when they, in their trouble, did turn into the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. And in those times, there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in. But great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. And nation was destroyed of nation and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words in the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage and put away the abominable idols out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim and renewed the altar of the Lord that was before the porch of the Lord. And he went on to gather all of Judah and Benjamin and the strangers and they gathered themselves together at Jerusalem and they made an offering unto the Lord of oxen and sheep and the thousands and they entered into a covenant to seek the lord god of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul and they all of judah they all swear with a loud voice and shouting with trumpets and cornets and there was great rejoicing and all judah rejoiced at the oath for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with their whole desire and he was found of them, and the Lord gave them rest round about. And then he put away his mother, Maacah, because she was an idolatress, and she'd made a grove. And he cut down her idol and stamped it and burnt it at the brook Kidron. But the high places were not taken out of Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. And he brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated and that he himself had dedicated silver and golden vessels. And there was no more war into the five and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa. So I really thought about that, about how he did not take away the high places. And many of us, when we read that, we think, why did he stop there? Why didn't he not take down everything? I mean, he was taking down all the abominable idols. He he cut down his mother's idol and, and the, you could see the violence in him cutting it down, stamping it, burning it at the Brook Kidron. He has sacrifices being made of thousands of sheep and oxen and he's having all the people enter into a covenant and making an oath unto the Lord. And it says that he did not take away out of Israel the high places, but his heart was perfect all his days. And that just spoke to me. And so what I understand that about, um, I, I went, of course, to my favorite commentators. And so I think it's important to understand that these were not necessarily places of idolatrous worship, but they were sanctuaries not authorized by the law. So it's very, if very interesting. So last week, last time I did a video, I talked about Jesus when he said, uh, you cannot serve two masters. Either you will hold to the one or despise the other. 
you will either love one or you will hate the other. And so I said, it's very possible that we quite easily can be that other master that we love more than that great master, Jesus Christ. I know many times in my own life, I became my own master. So when I talk, look at these high places, I say, yes, his heart was perfect. Asa's heart was perfect. He did all the right things. He obeyed full force. But he left that one thing. Because it was not an idolatrous place of worship, a high place. But it were there were sanctuaries that were not authorized by the law. And I'm thinking to myself, do we have little sanctuaries inside us? They may not be authorized by the Lord. Do we have high places in us? I mean, really, I'm just going to cut short. I'm just going to go straight for it. And I wonder, and I say, you know, maybe we should be aware of things that we say in ourselves that, well, that doesn't matter much. I think the fact that we say that is because God is touching on something in our life and that it does matter very much to God, a great deal to God. You know, many of us will say, maybe you or you or someone you know or whatever, we'll, I'll just make it standard and saying that you say you're, you're right with God, but still the high places, the eminent places remain. You know, is there something that maybe you're not obeying or maybe you're protesting something in your heart? that your heart is right with God yet is there something in your life about something within you that causes you to doubt when I think all these things in connection with our bodily life and our intellectual life are things that Jesus Christ is going to touch upon the Holy Spirit because there can be no rival master no rival throne no rival high place or eminent place. No little sanctuaries where we could say, yeah, well, my heart is good with the Lord and everything's going good. Look, you know what I've experienced? I'll make it personal. I've experienced things in my life where I was, everything was great as far as I know, keeping myself in the Lord, doing my own checklist. But there was always some little thing until I realized that that was a high place, a little sanctuary that I didn't take away, that I made excuses for or said, yeah, but. And all these things, my heart is perfect all my life. And then I say, say to myself, even now, the little things that we fight are a big thing to the Lord and they do matter much. And they are hindrances for us to come up higher that Jesus wants to, us to come. He wants you to come up higher. 
He wants to give you peace in your life. I'm pretty much certain that those things that have become maybe not idolatrous, maybe they are, but they've become a high place, not taken away. You know, I think about something that I struggled with for so many years, like over a decade. And I didn't understand why I could not be free from it. Until I realized when God opened up my eyes that he was not going to let me be free from it. Because I made something. A high place. A little illegal sanctuary in me. And. It doesn't really matter what it is, but I was wanting something. I mean, I'll just be, I'll just be real. I mean, I had been hurt by some people. And even though it was fine and everything was good between us, there was something I was wanting more. I mean, I don't care. I'll be, you know what, what I love about being free? It makes everybody else free. I mean, isn't that what this is all about anyway? Not just to get a lesson. Not just to get a quick bite of some spiritual fast food and then go away and then run to the next spiritual fast food place because there's no nourishment in it. There's no nourishment in fast food. It just fills you up with something that you want really fast. But I think when I read about what David said about his life and how he exposed himself and said, I did this and I did that and I went here and I went there and I blew it all up. And all the things I've read about everybody else, I say, why should I hide behind some veil of some uh, supposed perfection in my life? There's nothing perfect in my life. Christ is perfect in my life. And so this imminent high place I made for myself, God spoke to me, spoke to my heart. And he said, I was never going to give it to you. Because. It became something of an of a high place to you that you would go up to every day and look for answers. And I'm not going to give you any answers. You're not going to get any answers. I am your answer. And I realized that I was trying to get something for myself because there was something alive in me that didn't want to die. And I realized that was the very thing he wanted to die. And so for well over 10 years, I always carried around this thing I could never get rid of. And it vexed my heart. But I, I would try all these different avenues and angles. Lord, I confess this. Lord, I do this. Lord, I do that. Lord, I, I'll try this. Lord, I'm going to believe you on this verse. And it was nothing of that at all. But it was an illegal little sanctuary. And I would go away, uh, go through my life saying, oh, it really doesn't matter anyway. Oh, it really doesn't matter. But it mattered to God because it was something he wanted to die. You know, you have to ask yourself, and no one can tell you if you have a high place in you. A little sanctuary, a little illegal sanctuary where you keep keep there though everything's fine in your life you know i think about the words where it says 
though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And there comes a point of time where the Lord has to have you see what it really is. Notice how Asa went about. He said, let your hands be strong. That, that Oded, that prophet, he said, let your hands be strong. Your work shall be rewarded. And he went out and he did the right thing. He gathered all the people. Everybody, he confessed, like, look, there was no law. There was everybody, was every man for himself. But he brought all the people back and that was righteous. He obeyed the Lord in every point, but he left that one little thing. And it didn't say anything else about him, but that he lived for the rest of his life. His being, his heart was perfect. But I think to myself that I don't want to live the rest of my life even if my heart is perfect, but is it really perfect? And I thought, Lord, it's not good enough. I want to be holy. I want to be pure. Because without purity, without holiness, how can I see God? How are you going to see God? What are you going to do the rest of your life? Are you going to chain yourself to something that God's never going to give you an answer to? Because he really wants you to die to it. He wants you to take down the high places. If maybe there's more than one in you. And to do with that idolatrous garbage that he cut down and stamped and burnt. That's pretty violent. I pray it will never be good enough for you. I do. I pray it will never be good enough for you. To say, well, that thing is alive in me, but it's really something I believe God understands. I pray, you know what I pray for you? That you become violent in your faith. That you do become violent. That you become so like, no, uh-uh. I don't want to just let something be there for the rest of my life. I pray that God will wholly sanctify you and strengthen you in your mind and in your heart and in your motives and that your entire life will be an exhibition to this world of what it really means to be a worshiper of Jesus Christ, to be a worshiper, a lover of God, and to say it's not enough. It's not enough. I don't want the high. I don't want a little sanctuary, some little portion in myself. No way. I want Jesus Christ. You know what I want? I want that for you. That the Lord will fill your entire body, your being with his spirit. Isn't it always the way with the Lord? In his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore you know what i believe god wants to give you peace in your life i believe god wants us to have peace jesus is the prince of peace and he's coming to make peace 
And while we live and move and have our being in him, he wants you to have peace in your life. Those little sanctuaries, they have to be, they have to come out. Don't be satisfied to live with them. It's not good. He wants to open up a fountain of his love within you. He wants you that that have been born in his love. He wants his love to abide in you because God is love. And that love in you is going to be perfected in you until there's a freedom that comes into your into you and that freedom is peace with the lord you know it's it's so easy to do devotions and to be perfect like asa look i did all these things right like the look at the rich young ruler jesus said to him and when he the rich young ruler said to jesus what must i do to be saved he said jesus said to him well have you kept have you kept the law have you not committed adultery and not killed you know he he mentioned you know and honored thy father and thy mother and he said all these have i kept from my youth up and jesus said well you know go and sell what you have and give to the poor and then come pick up the cross and follow me and it said he went away sad for he had great riches so his eminent high place was his earthly wealth never look at anything in this world as yours it really doesn't belong to you it's just yours while you're here always seek for the eternal always look to the hand of the lord and remember who gave you all things remember it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pasture don't love this world neither the things of the world don't love any of it love the lord your god i love what it said this morning i read in first john four i believe it's four six it says for this reason god manifested his love unto us and that he sent his only begotten son that we should live through him let me say that again and this was the love of god manifested that he sent his only begotten son to die for us that we may live through him that means a complete surrender of that little sanctuary a complete surrender and a knocking down and a destroying of anything that will keep you from ascending into the hill of the lord and to stand in his holy place in the book of Habakkuk, it says, 317, it says, although the fig trees shall not blossom. Let me just say, Habakkuk was talking about the pro facto, meaning afterwards, after Israel went into the captivity, that Jeremiah and Isaiah and Ezekiel warned them of. And he says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, and neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet and he will make me to walk upon my high places. 
to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. At this point, there was no more high places for Israel. There was no more little sanctuaries that were not taken down. And so we have Habakkuk saying, all this is gone. Nothing is, it's all, it's, it's desolate now. But as a singular person, he says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet to get up upon thine high places. So there are high places Jesus wants you to go to. And the only high places God ever recognized as being the high place in the Old Testament, and I believe will be in the millennial kingdom, is Jerusalem, the city of the great king. And right now, ask yourself, are there any high places in you that you've been deflecting, putting off, and refusing to die? Don't be afraid to die because life comes out of death. You were born again through the death of Jesus Christ. Why hold on to something that must be, that has to die? It just has to go. And then when you do, the Lord will take it away and life will come flooding in. Oh, the depths of his riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How beautiful it is, isn't it? The depths of Jesus Christ. Do you want to go deeper with him? Do you want to go higher with him? Only you can answer that question. Because there's one that's higher than high. The Lord will give you, he will make your feet like hinds feet. And he will make you to walk upon his high places. Amen. I pray the Lord bless you today and reveal to you by his spirit anything in you, any high thing that's exalting itself against Christ, any rival throne, any little illegal sanctuary. I pray in Jesus' name, he reveal it to you and give you the grace to cast it away from you and to stamp it and to burn it at the spiritual brook Kidron and that you will go on for the rest of your life in that peace with God that he's waiting to give you even now. Amen.